Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We're going to take a look at Union's 6-0 victory over RPI in ECAC men's hockey action Saturday night at Messerink. And what a performance by the Dutchman coming off that 2-1 loss Friday at RPI. That was the fourth straight loss, but uh, Saturday night they came out, played gritty hockey, and they took it to the engineers in a a good uh, old-fashioned beatdown tonight. Union just was good from the get-go. Uh, they ended up blocking uh, 19 shots in the game compared to four by RPI. Uh, Union was three for four in the power play, including their last three that they scored when they were had the man advantage. The power play, uh, the penalty kill, which had been struggling coming into the weekend, uh, we know what happened at UMass last weekend and in the RIT game before that. But uh, Saturday night against the Engineers, Union was perfect. Six for six on the penalty kill. And they dominated the faceoffs as well uh, in the game. Uh, they ended up winning uh, tw- 33 out of 54 faceoffs. Uh, Leah Robertson was excellent, 12 out of 14. Um, Ethan Benz was 7 out of 13. Uh, Carter Korpke, who had two goals in the game, both on the power play, was 4 out of 5. So uh, overall, great job by the Dutchman against um, the engineers and a really a, a, a great effort and, and, and a much needed effort. You know, they played decently Friday night. It wasn't the, you know, you wondered if they had lost confidence after the blowouts uh, at UMass last weekend, you know, losing seven one and seven, nothing. You got to wonder if there, there were some issues there. Uh, I mean, but Saturday night, they put it all together and it was an excellent performance. Carter, um, uh, Connor Murphy gets the shutout, uh, 23 saves in the game. And, uh, and nice for him because yeah, the last home game that he played in uh, against Bentley a couple weeks ago, he was a minute 15 away from getting a shutout but did not get it. And this is Murphy's second shutout over RPI. Of course, he had the 2 nothing shutout in the Mayor's Cup game last January. So let's go over the scoring in this game, and we'll have some interviews coming up a little bit later. Uh, an interesting uh, development. Uh, Michael Hodge, who had three goals and three assists in uh, 33 games last year the, for the Dutchman, had not gotten into a game this season. Wasn't hurt, just wasn't able to crack the lineup. Well, he was the extra forward for uh, Saturday's game. And before he even took a shift, Union uh, took a too many men on the ice uh, to, uh, the penalty um, early in the game after they were on the power play. So it was a four-and-four situation. And... Uh, uh, Hodge ended up serving the minor penalty. Well, you think, what's, what's the big deal? He's, he's serving a penalty. What do you do? Well, he comes out of the penalty box as Bram Shear gets hold of a puck on a turnover, and it starts a 2-1-1 break. Hodge joins the play as the penalty expires, and Shearer goes down the right wing and uh, gets the puck over to Hodge, and he backhands it past Jack Watson, 4.58 into the game, to give the Dutchman a 1-0 lead. Sheer comes down the right side. He's patient. He waits for Hodge. 
The score stayed that way until late in the second period. With about 30 seconds left in the uh, second period, John Beaton of RPI took a hooking penalty in the Union zone. That gave our uh, Union a chance uh, on the power play of their second opportunity. And it's one of those things you wonder if the, 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 the ice is getting chap, chippy and all that stuff. You wonder if you know, they just wait till they really get things going uh, on the fresh sheet of ice in the third period. But Tyler Watkins said, no, let's get a goal right now. And he did that. And the first one was about a, less than a minute. Two blue liners back for Union. Stepping up, there's a shot. They score! Watkins with the laser beam. Watson didn't see it. Union 2-0 on the power play. The Dutchman took control in the third period, scoring four goals. Uh, Carter Korpke got the first two of the period, both on the power play. The first one coming at 547. A kind of a fluke play. He's behind the net, uh, along with uh, Chad Smedrud and Cal Mel. They're up uh, batting at the puck. And the Jack Watson is sort of caught on the uh, goalpost. And the, somehow the puck is banked in off a couple of RPI players. Uh, RPI coach Dave Smith challenged for goalie tender interference. But uh, the video showed no such thing. And the goal stood. And the Dutchman had a 3-0 lead. And poked it in behind Watson. Unable to do so. Watson is well out of the paint. Corpy got a second power play goal of the game at 9.09. This time he was skating toward the net, cut in front of RPI goaltender Jack Watson. When Tyler Watkins put a shot on from the right point, the puck hit Corpy's stick and went into the net to give Union a 4 nothing lead. Watkins back at the point to set things up. He likes now to a shot deflected, he scores! Oh my goodness! Thirty-three seconds later, Josh Nixon ended Jack Watson's night as he scored to make it five nothing. Murphy's face mask. Now things open up, 2-on-1. Hanley, back to the trailer, shot score! Is that Watkins or Nixon? Nixon gets the goal. When you talk about Hanley's playmaking, Theodore goes hard to the net. That tracks everybody's attention, and Hanley sees Nixon trailing, and Hanley, Nixon's got so much time. He Brett Miller replaced Watson, and he played the final 10-18 of the game. Uh, Chess Medrude scored with 2 or 3 left. To make it six nothing. Left here by Theodore and Fleet. Theodore one on one. Smedrud shot score. Smedrud seals the deal. Six nothing Dutch with two oh three to go. What a saucer pass from Theodore onto the tape with Smedrud and a one timer. Theodore, a highly skilled player coming out of AIC, a great lift of the stick on Clay, great patience in that pass, top notch and all. All Smedrud has to do is put his stick on the ice and knock it home. We're going to take a short break. We'll have the uh, press conferences from Union and RPI coming up. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. 
This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Clarkson Hockey play-by-play announcer Bob Offeld, and you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as we review Union 6-0 ECAC hockey victory over RPI on Saturday at Mesa Rink. Well, let's hear from the head coach of the Dutchman, Josh Houchy. He met the media after the game, and no doubt about it, he was very happy. Josh, was, uh, tonight you know, it looked like a complete game out there. You guys were blocking shots. Uh, penalty kill was excellent. Power play was excellent. How pleased are you to play that? I, mean, I don't want to say perfect game, but a game that snaps a four-game losing streak. Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> you know I, I'm excited about where we're at. Each day we're taking some steps. I think we have, you know, a ways to go, but really proud of the, the selflessness, the resilience, re- resiliency to keep fighting through. Um, you know, there were some lulls in the game, but we just kept going. Um, I thought we, you know, on the, the forecheck, we just kept fact-checking and were able to turn them over and give ourselves second opportunities. So uh, there was a lot to be excited about, and, and special teams were dialed in. Michael Hodge makes his debut, an interesting start. He gets to serve a bench minor for two men on the ice, and he comes out of the penalty box with Bram and gets a two-on-one and scores his first goal of the year. What 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 was your decision to get in him in the lineup and why had he had not had not been in the lineup before the tonight? Uh, you know, we were looking for him to add some energy and we knew that he had, you know, a scoring touch. Um, you know, we really like the depth of our hockey team and there's some really good hockey players that, you know, have been in and out of the lineup or haven't even been in the lineup. So, um, we tell guys to keep working and, and be ready for their opportunity and, you know, he showed us four seconds into his his first shift and that he was ready so what what was the decision for him to go was this just pure luck that he was the man selected well we talk about selflessness and and you know there's a bench minor and he looked right at me he said coach i got it if you need me and um you know <laughs> why, did he, yeah did he yeah. know something was going to happen <laughs> well you want to get him involved too right away because he was you know he was he's coming in as the 13th forward and um so you get those opportunities to get somebody at ice time, and it, it worked out that he got put into a spot where he got a rush right away, and he was able to finish. Coach, conference points aside, how energizing was this win? It has to be rival win, a big, a big time six goals. It feels like this can be a, a turning point we can look back on in the future if, if you take it the right way. Yeah, I think if if we keep keep building and playing the right way, I, I thought that was the biggest thing. As we stayed the course, we didn't start cheating the game. Guys didn't get hungry for offense; they just played the right way. Made you know created turnovers, created power play opportunities, and were able to finish. What were the adjustments you saw that you had to make that you saw between yesterday and today? I, I thought the guys just played a lot with a lot more confidence and poise. Um, you know, we got to the net a little bit harder. I think um, you know we've learned that in the last couple weekends that if you protect your net and you get to the net, you're going to have success. So that's a, a focal point for us. Can you just explain what it means to you personally, Coach? Uh, what it means to to get this first win in this series against RPI? I, I mean, for me, it, it really it, it's just a, about you know helping with the guys. I mean, it's just, it's a process, and we're trying to get better. And um, I'm I'm just really happy for them. Like they've worked so hard. Um, it would have it would have been pretty easy. Even just yesterday, we get down two nothing for them to quit after what happened the weekend before. But um, they didn't quit. They just kept working. Um, un- unfortunately, we were short yesterday. Um, they didn't feel sorry for themselves. They battled back today, and we're ready to go. So just proud of the guys. Coach, could you describe it when you took the ice tonight? Was it was there a sense of urgency, desperation to go get a big win? What what was the mood of the team before before the game? 
I, I think they're just excited for a, a second chance at it. You know, usually an ECAC player, you have to you have to wait a little bit. You don't get another opportunity for a while. Um, you know, lucky enough for us, we had a chance to bounce right back, and I thought the guys did a great job of that. Carter Corp beat two goals a night. Um, Notice that the net uh, for the net. Just uh, talk about his performance. Yeah, he. <laughs> He just gets to traffic areas. He's got the ability to finish. He's, um, you know, a, a proven goal scorer. I, I would say proven already. Just what he's done. Um, when we brought him in, we knew he could score, and um, he, he plays a heavy game as well. So um, he, he brings it every night. How important was that late second period power play goal uh, to take a two nothing lead into the locker room? You, you, you get that power play. Sometimes you, you want to wait to get fresh sheet of ice, but. Uh, for you guys to score that goal, uh, Tyler's getting, getting that goal there. How big was that from a, a momentum swing heading into the third? I, I think it was huge because we were in the second. I thought there were times where they controlled a little bit of the game, and uh, you know if we would have gave, given one up or just been in, just been up one nothing, it's anybody's game. But you get the the second one to make it two nothing, and all of a sudden now you're feeling really good about yourself. You know, you're able to refocus and come back out and jump on him in the third. How happy were you with the special teams? You had three for four in the power play, I believe, over five uh, on the pen- uh, five for five on the penalty kill. I mean, how, especially with what happened with the penalty kill the last, the previous uh, couple weekends. Yeah, we needed a bounce back effort. Um, I, I again, I think our, our penalty kill has been pretty dialed in for the most part of the season. They just they hit a hiccup early on and made some, you know, uh, inexperienced team mistakes where we just got. Um, stretched out on a, on a big ice surface, but um, overall, I think they've been—you know—they've had pretty good habits and details, and, and they've been pretty good in most games. Did you know your team had this big of a margin win in them? Yeah. I mean, whether you win by one or six, it's just finding a way to win. So I was excited for them to find a way. I know we have the ability to finish. Um, right now, you might—you might see some ups and downs from this hockey team, and it's—it's it's our job as a staff to to minimize those and make sure there's just the ups. But at the end of the day, you still have a lot of first-year players playing on this hockey team, and we're just learning each other. They're learning me, and they're learning our coaching staff. So we're we're all learning in this together, and I think um, if we keep doing things the right way, we should have success. So thinking about that, what does this kind of win say to all the other ECAC teams? Uh, I, I think they've, you know, know that we have some ability, but I think um, – you know, Clarkson's going to be ready to go on Friday night. St. Lawrence will be ready for us on Saturday night. So it's there, there's a lot of really good hockey teams. So every night it's going to be a tough test for us. But we have to just kind of focus uh, on our task, and that's getting better. And you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be ready to go. How pleased were you with Connor getting the shutout? Because the last, you know, last yeah. time the home game here, it came within a minute 15 of the shutout. And tonight, second time in the last three games against RPI, he, he shut him out. Yeah, I was. I was really frustrated with the last game and we didn't finish it out for him. Um, so I was really happy that the guys, you know, finished the job tonight and um, he he earned it and he deserved it. So I was glad he was able to get it. Coach, you guys clogged the shooting lanes today and it really it really felt like it really stifled their offense. I think he had 20 block shots by the end of the second. Was that a key kind of coming in after last night? Yeah, we we've been talking about it again, selflessness and just willing to pay a price that that winning hurts and you're going to have to you're going to have to make sacrifices for us to win hockey games. That's the way we have to play and I think the guys are starting to learn that and um, again, I'm really proud of them for that. And you guys dominated baseball wise too. I mean, at least through two periods it was 22 out of 33. So, yeah. how, how big was that? Yeah, we talked talk that we want to be a puck possession team and that's that first one-on-one battle. Um, the guys have taken a lot of 
ownership and pride in that, and they're spending extra time before and after practice, so glad to see them get rewarded. Up next are union players Michael Hodge, Carter Corpy, and Connor Murphy. Michael, let's start with you. You make your season debut tonight, and your first uh, job is to go serve a penalty for bench minor. Then you come out and get a two-on-one with Bram, and you end up putting the puck in that. So how crazy was that? That's sorry for you. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. I mean, every time you go in to serve a penalty, you're hoping to get either a breakaway or some type of scoring chance. I saw the play developing a little bit. I saw Brammer get a jump. I don't even know if the D-man knew that I was coming out of the box. I was wide open. Brammer made an unreal pass, and I was lucky enough to slip it by the goalie. I mean, how important was it for you to just get, get in the lineup line you, you know, for the first time this season and make an impact like that? Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I just, every day I'm trying to grind away at practice, just waiting for an opportunity that Coach Howdy will give to me. And uh, I was glad, happy enough to make the most of it today. How frustrating has it been not being getting a chance to play until tonight? It's a little frustrating, but you just got to keep your head up high, make sure you're supporting your teammates at all times. Uh, always keep working hard in practice and keep doing your thing because you know that if there's going to be injuries or sickness, you'll get a chance to play. <laughs> Connor, second period, our play seemed like they were getting a little more offensive flow. How big from your perspective was it to get pick up that late power play goal in the last minute? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, obviously it gave us a, a uh, um, it was good to see. You know, it gave us a little bit of uh, breathing room there. But um, yeah, I mean, it was good all around. Even better to see the, the uh, what was it four goals in the third. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, did, did that momentum for that goal? Because normally teams get a late power play, and it's going to kind of tough to get something going. Because then you had a fresh sheet of ice for the, for the next period. But how important was it to get that goal, get some momentum heading into the third? It was huge. I mean, I think, it, like you said, it gave us a ton of momentum. And, uh, you know, I think it fired everyone up and it really made it to where everybody wanted to bear down and finish the thing out. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a big turning point in the game and, and it was a really important goal for us. And the three of the power play goals, you guys, the three power play goals you scored in that quarter. Two of them came off um, offensive zone penalties. RPI took another of a face-off violation. So how important is it to convert those situations? Because you know, obviously you don't want to be taking penalties in the offensive zone and, and a face-off violation like that. I mean, it was huge for us to just capitalize on them. Um, I feel like we haven't been getting a whole lot of bounces on the road in the power play. We've been getting a lot of chances, but it's good to finally cash in when it mattered. RPI after the game said that they got a little frustrated in the third period. Did you guys get a sense of that, uh, especially in the, in their D zone, that, that they were a little frustrated and you capitalized? I think a little bit. Um, it looked like they were trying to push offensively too much, which left them very exposed defensively. But um, overall, I think we handled We weathered the storm well. Talk about your first goal. You're behind, I think you're behind the net. And, Watson is sort of I don't know, tangled up with the uh, the post and all that stuff. Did you bank it off off of him? It hit off something. It was it was <laughs> kind of just me, Chaz, and Cal just whacking at it. I don't even know if I got it to be honest. <laughs> um, then I went off to their D and just trickled in. And then the power play goal that you cut across in front of Watson, the tipping in Tyler's uh, shot. You seem to have a nose for the net. <laughs> yeah, I I try to get in the greasy areas and happy it went in. Connor, how good was it to get the shutout? Because in the last home game here, you were uh, 75 seconds away from a shutout. And to do it against the yeah, second time in three games against RPI, you, you, you've held them without a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a confidence boost right there. Um, I mean, I'm just happy that we got the win for the team. It's kind of, that was my goal the whole game, just to kind of keep them in it. 
obviously going into the third, it was only a 2 nothing game, so it could have changed very quickly. And I think the team did a really good job of uh, attacking them instead of kind of sitting back and playing defense too much. And, and uh, it worked out in our favor where we, we were attacking them and, and uh, we, we got some, some goals out of it. After what happened at UMass and the RIT and with, with the penalty kill, you guys killed, you did a good job this weekend with penalty kill. So is it one of those ebb and flow things? And you know, Sometimes you'll hit a slump, but then I mean, how good was it to bounce back this weekend with the PK? Yeah, we uh, we really dialed it in in practice on the PK. We knew we had a lot of things to, to fix after the UMass weekend, and you know we were, it was a main focus area for us. And I think we did a really good job of uh, uh, sticking to our game plan and what we worked on in practice and translating it translating it into the game. So it went well. RPI head coach Dave Smith and team captain and defenseman Kyle Halbauer met the media afterwards. Let's hear what they had to say. Coach, you get a sense Union had had more urgency than you guys uh, for the game tonight. And I, I represent looking at some of the stats, like end of two block shots for fifteen to two uh, for them. I haven't seen the final numbers. Well, I think uh, um, we had they had they had sense of urgency. They deserved that win tonight. Um, there were some areas that we were not focused on. Um, Block shots being one of them, face-offs being one of them, special teams being the big one. Um, I thought we had, you know, we, we generated a lot of chances when it was one nothing. We did a lot of good things, but special teams cost us first four. The, the uh, two of those penalties were offensive zone penalties and the, the face-off violation. Is that are those kind of penalties that frustrate you? Because I mean, there sometimes are good penalties to take, but you know, those penalties aren't aren't seem to be good ones. Well, I want to be careful because uh, the linesman came up and apologized about the face-off violation. He felt that he would have done it differently the next time. So we have to be careful. We're not overly critical of our guys on that. Um, the other offensive zone draw, hooking, you know, we've got a lot of momentum. We're going to the end of a period. I thought they actually could have called five or six before that on both sides. They just chose to call that one. So, you know... Um, I thought we had excellent energy. We generate 24 shot attempts in the period. Puck bounces over a stick. Just a lot of, you know, a lot of things didn't go our way. And I think the point about urgency in some special areas, which we were really much better at last night, um, we weren't as good at tonight. Taking out the faceoff violations, Union still won two thirds of the faceoffs. Yep. I think after the second period. I mean, again, that has to be a concern. We talked about it last night. Now you factor in those faceoff violations. The face-off circle is now giving them a man advantage sometimes. It has to be concerned. Yeah. Again, taking that. The no, we need to be better. I mean, it's we've been decent at it, and this weekend Union beat us real good in the face-off dot. Kyle, what's the conversation like with Jack uh, after that one? Obviously, as a senior captain defenseman, do you have to have a conversation with him where, you know, five-goal game, it's obviously a young goal. He has to get his head straight. Do you think that's something he can do himself or – as a captain, you might help him along the way, tell him to shake it off. I mean, I think Jack understands that most, if not all, those goals were not his fault. It was ours as a team. I mean, we made some big mistakes, and it, it fell on him. I mean, I don't think there needs to be a conversation with him. I mean, he knows that it's our fault and not his. How frustrating was it, was it tonight, though? I mean, you come up with the effort last night, a gritty effort, and tonight I mean, his union had, had seemed to have more of the grit. 
Yeah, you got to give credit to them. They they came out and really pushed the pace and did everything right. I mean, it's it's very frustrating as you can tell. I mean, we just didn't didn't get to play our game, and when we got frustrated, the the frustration built, and I think you could see that on the ice. Coach, what's that? What was that? What was that uh, challenge for? I mean, uh, in terms of that goal, that was it looked like a crease violation. You don't think Jack had it covered, and then it gets in. Is that a crease violation conversation you're having with them, or what, what were you? Yeah. Um, so it's two nothing. Um, maybe there's 14 minutes left in the third period. Um, it's a critical time. What I saw from the bench was that um, Jack was facing the end boards and had his pad wedged against the post, and I felt their guy pushed his pad. Um, and moved Jack and didn't allow him to play his position. They reviewed it and did not see that. But that's just, you know, uh, trying to keep the game at 2 nothing. and I thought I saw something. I sent the guys to ask Jack real quick. He said yes. So that's the information that we went off of. Pulling Jack, is that um, just to kind of try and get something going? Is it to get Brett, you know, some time? What What is just that kind of? Yeah, kind of give Brett some time. And, again, I think, uh, you know, we're going to win as a team, and Jack Watson gets – gets a lot of credit. We're going to lose as a team. He doesn't get equal blame. I mean, this is we're not going to play the blame game. Union beat us. They beat us fair and square. It's tough sliding in the ECAC and, uh, you know, their ECAC home opener, and I give them credit and get Millsy some minutes. As a leader on the team, how do you kind of mentally prepare to talk to your team about regrouping and just getting past this one? Uh, well, we talk about momentum a lot in the locker room, off the ice. Um, I think we just have to learn to let go of mistakes. Um, I think it was tough for us tonight because the momentum wasn't swinging our way in a lot of a lot of scenarios. But uh, I think we just have to regroup and reset as a team and then move forward. How tough is it to give up not only a goal late in the second period but a, but a power play goal? Uh, it's tough. I mean, I think I can put that one on myself. I didn't get out there to block the shot and went through my legs, Jack couldn't see the puck. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really tough. They were getting in your shooting lanes tonight too, Kyle. Did you feel like that was an issue generating offense from the blue line when they're, when they're, close, when they're kind of causing chaos in front of you? Yeah, it's a huge issue, especially for the D, I mean, and the forwards, because if they block a shot, our forwards are expecting the puck to be at the net. And if the puck's not there, then we're kind of discombobulated. They get an odd man rush and then just, just a, a constant snowball effect downhill. There were six other games involving ECAC hockey teams on Saturday night, including two other conference games besides the Union RPI game. Yale opened its season at home on Saturday with a 2-0 victory over Brown, and Harvard improved to 2-0 with a 4-2 victory over Princeton. In other games involving ECAC hockey teams, Vermont and Colgate played to a 1-1 tie at Hamilton, New York, and Vermont wins the shootout. Two to nothing. And I'll say this once again. I talked about this after the Army game uh, when Union tied there and they played to a, went to a shootout. Why do we need a shootout in uh, non-conference games? It doesn't decide anything. Stop it already. Just keep the shootouts to conference games where you have the three-point games. Michigan Tech blanked St. Lawrence three to nothing. Lake Superior took care of Clarkson five to one. Of course, Union will be facing Clarkson next Friday in the return of Josh Halji to Potsdam, where he was assistant in that Clarkson for many years under head coach Casey Jones. And one other non-league contest, Minnesota Duluth defeated Cornell 4-2. to 
There'll be a couple of games Sunday involving ECAC hockey teams, including one conference game as uh, the home-and-home with Yale and Brown. This time the game will be at Brown in Providence, Rhode Island at a 4 o'clock start. And Dartmouth travels to West Point to take on Army West Point at 2 o'clock. We'll have the big uh, full of league schedule next weekend as uh, we really get into conference play. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll wrap things up here. And I should I'll mention before we wrap things up, I should mention my three stars of the game. My number three star is Connor Murphy getting the shutout with a 23-save effort. Number two, I'm going Michael Hodge. I mean, you come in, uh, play your first game, you serve a penalty before you, you know, play your first shift, and then your first shift you score a goal. Uh, so a great job by uh, Michael Hodge uh, Saturday night. And Carter Corpy with his second uh, two-goal game of the season. Uh, he's the number one star. Carter uh, had a two-goal effort in the season opener against RIT back on October 1st. So those are your three stars of the game for the uh, 6 nothing Union win over um, RPI. I, I just realized now that I did not do a three stars from uh, the podcast from Friday night. I apologize for that. That's uh, my error. I didn't even think about it because I think I had some other things on my mind like uh, the Phillies and the World Series. <laughs> so uh, we'll make sure next time uh, I do a post-game podcast and we'll have that you know regularly uh, having the three-star selection. So uh, um, don't forget, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, you can email them to me at shot or any questions about college hockey, uh, shot, at, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette company, I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.